Joining us also right now is Lonnie Chen, former public policy director for Mitt Romney's presidential campaign, and Sarah Matthews, she who was a former deputy press secretary in Donald Trump's White House. Good to see you both. We're going to keep an eye on that campaign event for Nikki Haley in New Hampshire. And while we do, Lonnie, from your experience, how much of a challenge, um, how hard is it to close the gap that we see between Haley and Trump? In New Hampshire. Well, you know, the, the big issue, Kate, is that the New Hampshire primary is challenging because you're appealing to Republicans, but as has been covered extensively on, on the network, you're also appealing to undeclared or independent voters. And so the challenge in the close is really how do you have a message that appeals to both? How do you have a message that both talks to people who, for example, may have voted for Donald Trump uh, four years ago or eight years ago, uh, but yet may be considering an alternative and at the same time uh, appeal to those sort of folks who are not Republicans, who really uh, may in fact be voting in some ways to stop Donald Trump. So you've got to figure out how to have a message that appeals to all those folks. And the polling, as we've seen, has been a little bit all over the map. I mean, we know Nikki Haley's got some ground to make up, but I do think she has an opportunity if she can have that overarching message. Yeah. Sarah, I want to play something for you because Donald Trump this weekend, he confused Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi during a campaign event, repeatedly saying Nikki Haley when he clearly was trying to talk about Nancy Pelosi. And the reason, and I'll play it and then we'll get to it. This is gets to Nikki Haley's jumping all over this as it, she says it gets to his mental acute, his mental fitness, if you will. Listen to this. And the press never reports the crowds, you know. By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, you know, they, did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything, deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it, because of lots of things. Like, Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people, soldiers, National Guard, whatever they want. They turned it down. They don't want to talk about that. These are very dishonest people. Sarah, you see that and you hear what? Honestly, uh, the thing is, this is not a unique circumstance. This isn't the first time that Trump has kind of seemed confused on the campaign trail and had a gaffe like this. He said something before recently about him um, running against Obama, and uh, obviously that never happened. And so this is not unique, and it is a little bit concerning. And I do think that Nikki Haley was right to call this out. I kind of wish that she had brought up these attacks sooner, questioning Trump's mental acuity, because this is something obviously we've seen her and other Republicans like Trump go after Biden for. But obviously, Trump is, you know, not that much younger than Biden. He's definitely no spring chicken. And so I think it's fair to question his mental acuity in um, when you have these kinds of moments like this where he definitely seemed very confused. Lonnie, I want to play something very different for you uh, from, from New Hampshire's Governor Chris Sununu. He's endorsed and campaigned very hard for Nikki Haley, and he was on CNBC this morning. This gets to a little bit of setting expectations ahead of tomorrow. Listen to this. She had a strong finish in Iowa. We want, uh, the, the real goal is just to keep building on that so she can take more momentum into her home state of South Carolina, where there'll be three or four weeks or something like that between New Hampshire and South Carolina, a state where, as a former governor, she's won. She, New Hampshire's never been a must-win state for Nikki Haley. No, no one's ever said that. Uh, she just needs to show a lot of success and momentum. Lonnie, he says that, and you hear what? Well, you know, obviously this is all about expectations. Anytime you're talking about where a candidate finishes 
you know, you don't want to set an expectation that's too high because obviously if she doesn't meet that, the pressure on her to get out is going to be enormous. It'll be enormous probably regardless. But I think she's doubled her vote share in New Hampshire over the last couple of weeks, first of all. And second of all, South Carolina is her home state. Now, if she cannot compete in South Carolina, you know, then it is, I think, game over. But the reality is between now and then, there is a certain amount of time when I think she wants to stay in the game. And I do think a second place, a strong second place finish in New Hampshire will give her that. I think that's certainly true. I was just seeing there's some new reporting um, from the Haley campaign spokesperson saying that Nikki Haley's campaign raised $500,000 and it's growing from grassroots donors online in less than the in the less than 24 hours following Ron DeSantis getting out and and uh, suspending his campaign and Sarah he drops out he immediately endorses Donald Trump Trump saying on Fox this morning it's highly unlikely he's going to pick Ron DeSantis for um, his running mate in light of all of this. How are these endorsements and this kind of support, uh, how does how is it viewed within Trump world and from Donald Trump? I'm curious. I think that uh, Trump knows that people are going to fall in line and endorse him ultimately because they either A, are hoping that they'll get picked for a VP or cabinet position, or B, they just know that um, politically they kind of have to. I mean, with Ron DeSantis, for example, you know, Trump mocked and belittled him for over the last year. and. Ron DeSantis still fell in line and is kissing the ring because I think he's looking ahead to 2028. He's thinking, okay, well, this didn't pan out, but if I want to have a political career moving forward, all signs are pointing toward Trump being the Republican nominee, and so I need to endorse him. And then you have other folks like uh, Tim Scott doing the same and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, and I think that they have high aspirations and are hoping to maybe be picked in a potential Trump cabinet. And so it's not very surprising to see them fall in line, but it is disappointing for someone like me, who's a Republican, who actually wants Republicans to win. And um, if we would have nominated Nikki Haley, obviously she still could perform well in New Hampshire, and I'm hoping she can pull off a miracle there. But if we nominated someone like her, she beats Joe Biden in one poll by a whopping 17 points. And that was a poll conducted by Trump's own pollster. So I wish that these uh, folks would be endorsing her because then we would actually have a shot at beating Biden in the general. But it would be a nail biter if we nominate someone like Trump, who I think is also a threat to our democracy. Sarah Matthews, Lonnie Chen, great to see you guys.